You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. So, <laughs> the Warriors did not get a lot of time to celebrate their championship. What's up, Deb Nation? This is Brady Clopper with Golden State of Mind, and just a week after the Warriors beat the Boston Celtics to win their fourth championship in eight years, they were back to work in the war room making picks for the 2022 NBA draft. The season really never sleeps. We went straight from a championship to a draft, and we'll go straight from the draft to free agency, and we'll go straight from free agency to summer league and then there will be a very very brief interlude before we're right back to it with the warriors trying to repeat as nba champions again so buckle up hang on to your hats it's going to be a frantic off season and if it ever feels overwhelming or like the warriors are making moves that you don't like just remember that they are the reigning world champions and no other team is so with that in mind it was a busy draft day for the warriors they had to go back to not having good picks again you know there was a little brief interlude there picking james wiseman with the number two pick in 2020 jonathan kaminga with the number seven pick last year moses moody with the number 14 pick um but now they're back to late first rounders second rounders and, you know, having to buy picks, trade picks, etc., just to kind of hang around in there. Um, and hopefully that's what's going to be the case for the next few years, because that's going to mean that the Warriors keep putting up great seasons and picking towards the end. Um, so the Warriors, their first round pick this year was number 28, which was the same spot which they infamously chose Jacob Evans III and more famously chose Jordan Poole a year later. Um, important to set, set our expectations here. People like to crap on the Warriors for the Jacob Evans pick. The number 28 pick is not a pick that has much success rate at all. Jordan Poole is far and away the outlier here, not the expectation. You um, are usually lucky to get a player who just survives in the NBA for a few years there let alone a really good player. So um, everyone lay off Jacob Evans. Everyone lay off the Warriors brass for making that selection. This is just how it goes. And with those expectations set low, uh, the Warriors took an intriguing player at number 28. They took um, Patrick Baldwin Jr., a guard from Milwaukee, played just one year there, and truthfully didn't play very well. Uh, he only played in 11 games. He had some injury issues. Um, Bob Myers said after the draft that they're not sure whether he will be able to play at Summer League. Um, Vegas Summer League starts in two weeks. Um, he's dealing with an ankle injury at the moment. So um, Myers said that Baldwin's going to have to get in with the Warriors training staff, Rick Celebrini, and they'll go from there. Um, but his, his freshman year at Milwaukee was not good. 12.1 points, 5.8 rebounds, 1.5 assists. 
Um, you know, those numbers are fine, but the shooting percentages were poor. Shot just 34.4% from the field, 26.6% on threes. Um, but he was a very highly touted prospect out of high school. Five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American, consensus one of the top players in, in that class, and just did not do particularly well in his Again, just 11 games in college, so we don't have too much to go off of here. But he's a good cutter. He's tall, 6'9", and long. Um, certainly, you know, a raw prospect for the Warriors to be working with. Uh, but a guy who I, I think fits the system very well. Um, he's, he's happy moving off the ball. He's, he's explosive as a cutter. He's a smart player. Uh, I think I think there's a chance that he could he could do good things with the Warriors. It's a I think it's a good marriage between the player and the team. Um, we shouldn't expect him to be a contributor right away. Um, the Warriors have drafted more highly touted prospects in the last few years who set those expectations that we shouldn't um, we shouldn't assume that a young player is going to be able to help out right away, but. Um, but I think he's a guy who can come along well with the team. The Warriors have been rumored to be trying to trade this pick. Um, clearly, they didn't get an offer they liked because um, there really weren't any rumors actually leading up to the pick. It was just in the days prior, there was talk that they would try to do that so that it would open up both a roster spot and save a little bit of money um, to pursue a veteran player rather than a youngster. But instead, here they have him. Um, so then they had the number 51 and 55 picks. Uh, they ended up packaging the 51 pick with cash, sending it to the Hawks, and getting the number 44 pick instead. Um, so moving up a little bit, never a bad thing. Um, and with that number 44 pick, they took Ryan Rollins, uh, a guard from Toledo. He played two years at Toledo, 6'4", uh, had a very nice sophomore year shot. Um, Sorry, shot 46.8% from the field, 31.1% on threes, so not great there, but something to work with. Good free throw shooter, but averaged 18.9 points, six rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.7 steals. Uh, definitely a talented player. At the same time, at, at, you know, at the number 44 pick, you kind of expect with the, with a Warriors team that already has a lot of young players and, um, and is competing for a title that maybe Maybe this is a pick you're making with the expectation that they're going to be a two-way contract. Um, but Bob Myers did say after the draft that the expectation was that Rollins would be part of the 15-player guaranteed contract roster or, you know, active roster. Um, so maybe that's just posturing from Myers. Who knows? Um, but maybe that is where the, where the organization's head is at. It, it could... It could be that the Warriors are just comfortable. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Stashing a lot of young players at the back of the roster that they're okay having Rollins and Baldwin and Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman. Um, That definitely could be the case. Especially, you know, I think they trust Kaminga and Moody right now to to be able to play decent minutes next year so maybe they don't view those players as young raw projects um so but it does look like Rollins is going to be here um again we'll see in the coming days whether Myers is being truthful about having him be on the 15-man roster as opposed to a a two-way slot Um, but I don't think there's really any reason to not take him at his word uh and then the Warriors were trying to trade the the number 55 pick uh, there was briefly a reports from Sham Sharanya that they had traded the pick, um, and then he retracted that report. And the Warriors ended up going the draft and stash route. They went with Guy Santos, um, a Brazilian player, 20 years old, very long, six foot eight, seven foot one wingspan, um, an intriguing player. It it sounds like he's an interesting playmaker out of the pick and roll as well as being a good scorer out of the pick and roll um, a player who is not overwhelmingly athletic but has very very good body control um, which I think is something that the Warriors highlight and I think um, something that the league in general is starting to put, place a little bit more value on um, not a great three-point shooter I think shot 32% last year but you know that's something it's growing in his game presumably given that he's still quite young um, but, you know, it's the number 55 pick. It's a draft and stash player. The, you know, again, not to be not to be a downer here, but setting expectations, you know, the most likely scenario is that Santos never plays in the NBA, let alone for the Warriors. Um, but then again, we have seen a lot of draft and stash players end up being very good and, and very intriguing and very interesting. So, um He's a person to, you know, maybe not think about for another year or two, but who knows what he could be uh, down the road. And it's always more fun to have those potential players um, who who knows what they'll be, or maybe you, you know, use their rights in a trade um, than to just give up on that pick. So those were the three picks, um, but as soon as the draft ended, they had, they had made an undrafted free agent signing. Uh, Lester Quinones from Memphis a three-year player um, made the all-freshman team back in 2019-20 when he was teammates with James Wiseman at Memphis. Um, So the Warriors signed Quinones to a two-way contract. And the reminder here, you can can cycle through two-way contracts all you want. Um, It doesn't really cost anything. It doesn't count towards the salary cap. Um, so, you know, the Warriors last year, they certainly highlighted having players with some NBA experience. As their two-way contracts, they started the year with Chris Chioza, who had a decent amount of NBA experience, and Jeff Doughton, who didn't, um, waived Doughton pretty early and added Quindary Weatherspoon, who had NBA experience. Um, you know, the, they've made that their choice. There have been some players along the way, you know, some... Marcus Derrickson, some Chris Boucher's and whatnot who have been raw 
high ceiling, low floor prospects who they were kind of taking a chance on. But especially now, given the amount of young players on the roster, I think it's pretty clear that their vision is more for the Chioza types, the, you know, Quinn Cook, Damian Lee, uh, those type of guys who can kind of be the, you know, break glass in case of emergency. If the team has some injuries, you put in a guy who you know isn't going to lose the game. He's trustworthy even if he's not necessarily, you know, a guy who should be playing regularly. So, you know, if you're expecting the Warriors to do that, to run it back with some Chris Chioza types, and you're a little confused as to why Quinones was signed here, they can waive him at any point. It really doesn't mean anything, doesn't do much. Um, but he also might be that reliable, steady presence. You know, a three-year college player. Uh, he's solid defensively. He's a, a very efficient scorer. He shot 53.8% on twos last year and 39% on threes. He shot 40% on threes the year before. Um, you know, a quality defender, averaged 1.2 steals per game last year. Um, so not the guy who was necessarily on a lot of people's minds going into the draft, wasn't on a lot of big boards, only averaged 10 points per game last year. You know, he's not that high octane exciting prospect but he's a pretty reliable player um so he might stick on a two-way contract and and be that guy who they can continue to develop as a prospect but also is just you know the reliable steady presence playing for santa cruz comes in if god forbid steph curry gets hurt and they just need some you know some backup guards I don't, I don't know why I had to choose Steph Curry there when I could have chosen any number of players who have been, you know, wouldn't be such a big loss and, and not risk jinxing things. So I sincerely apologize for that one. Um, but that's, uh, that's the Warriors draft. It was certainly an interesting one, certainly an exciting one, even if, you know, it, it didn't carry the name value that we briefly got accustomed to with the last two drafts when they had those high picks. Um, certainly, Summer League looks a lot more interesting today than it did yesterday. I'm very excited. I'm going to be there. If you're going to be there, reach out. would love to meet some, some readers of the site or listeners of the podcast. Um, and we'll have lots and lots of coverage, both in podcast and on the website, goldenstateofmind.com, um, covering Summer League, as well as the big free agency decisions that are going to be coming up as we move from June to July and step into this very busy offseason where once again I feel compelled to remind you that regardless of what happens in the draft, in summer league, in free agency, the Golden State Warriors are the defending NBA champions and they're going to be for at least a year. So enjoy the hell out of that. Thanks for listening everyone. Take care.